Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Football Social Daily, Premier League podcast. The Premier League has got cup fever, but it's Chelsea who have a case of the blues. Will Middlesbrough be marching down Wembley Way later this year? The championship side chastising Chelsea with a home leg lead, whilst Liverpool have the advantage over Fulham at the halfway stage in the Carabao Cup semi-finals. This is Football Social Daily and we're up for the cup because there isn't a lot else happening right now in the Premier League. It's quiet on the transfer front. So at the midway point of the season, do we have any mega minds amongst us as Marley and Joel will be put through their paces? I'll quiz them on the 23-24 campaign so far. My name's Niall. Welcome to Football Social Daily, an award-winning show. Hit subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode. Joined, as always, by the aforementioned Marley Anderson and battling through illness, Joel Tudor has turned up for duty today. How are you doing, lads? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing better than Joel, um, who, number one, is fighting a little cold. Um, and number two, isn't making a big deal of it. He is, be- he is being a little, a brave little soldier. Well, you said it, not me, Marley. You said it, not me. <laughs> you genuinely don't sound that bad. That's why I'm, that's why I'm taking the mic. I, I, reco- I recover really quick, but when I'm in the actual peak of things, oh, that's why we're having to do it a few hours later rather than in the heat of the moment. Otherwise, if, you, if you're wondering why the entrance, the uh, intro music is different, it's the world's smallest <laughs> violin playing for uh, for Joel Stiffles on this fine Thursday afternoon. Well, what I would say is, at least when you were ill and sounded like Sean Dyche, Marley, you didn't take a day off. You soldiered on, but Joel needed to drop out of the squad entirely yesterday. Hey, the best ability is availability. <laughs> Ask James Milner and Gareth Barry. Longevity, this is what it is. I'd rather take the R9 route. Not wasn't available for the most of my career. Well, I hope you've P20. been refreshing your memory on what's <laughs> happened in the Premier League so far this season whilst you've been bedridden, Joel, because I'll be quizzing you and Marley on that a little bit later on today's Football Social Daily to round off the week. But first, Carabao Cup semi-finals have taken place yesterday and the day before Liverpool against Fulham. Last night, Chelsea against Middlesbrough at the Riverside the night before. And let's start with that one, because I think that's the result that shocked the most people. Maurizio Pochettino's side going to Teesside, going to the Riverside and coming out on the wrong side. They lost 1-0 Marley on the night. A shock result, maybe some might say, but Middlesbrough obviously on their own patch would have been bang up for it. And Chelsea were on the receiving end. Yeah, and it's um, it's yet another um, little up and down of like the the roller coaster that is Chelsea. They can put the couple of wins together and look like they're getting it together, and they're finally getting somewhere. And they've took you know one step forward, and then they take two steps back with a silly result like that. Um, I'm not not sort of downplaying what Middlesbrough did because Middlesbrough. A number one, a good side, and number two have sort of history of of getting up for the cup a bit. I remember when they went on that run with Warnock uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was the League Cup that time. They got pretty far. If you think back, if you're of a certain age, if if you're of my age or a little bit longer, 
Liver, um, Middlesbrough got to the uh, Carabao, whatever it was at the time, I think it was the Carling Cup, um, against Chelsea at Wembley way back in, I think it was 99. Um, so they, um, they sort of historically fancy fancy the job, or whoever it is. Um, and they've turned up and, and Chelsea have, I, I sort of, I feel like I want to say they've turned up and sort of expected to beat Middlesbrough and that just doesn't, just doesn't cut it all the time. You've got to be up for everything and I don't think they were. I think there's a lot of consistency, um, like ego, egotistical Chelsea players and that's that's bad. You can't you can't have that when you especially when you've spent a billion quid on on them and the the you know the losing to Middlesbrough. You should turn up and beat them, but you you don't have a god given right to beat them and it didn't look like they fancied it and Middlesbrough fancied it and that's the equaliser. Between of course, the, Middlesbrough between managed by Manchester United legend Michael Carrick and those of a certain vintage, as Marley was alluding to, will remember a period about twenty five years ago where Borough were a cup side. I think they got to. One of the European Cup finals as well. Obviously not the Champions League. Was it the Cup Winners' Cup or the UEFA Cup, Marley, maybe? And they went on to win it, I think, didn't they? You, uh, UEFA Cup, they were in. Maybe I they got they to the final, actually. Out. I don't think they memory, won it, but I think they got to the final. But you're right, they did win a couple of Carabaos or at least got to yeah. some finals around that stage. So the club's got history. And even though they've been a Premier League team relatively recently, I think 2017 was the last time they were in the top flight, they are... Again, part of that footballing powerhouse region of the northeast, along with Newcastle and along with Sunderland. But from a Chelsea perspective, which is obviously where we're going to focus, Joel, have we learned anything new about Maurizio Pochettino's side over the last six to eight weeks? Because we've had this conversation this season already about how poor Chelsea have been. Marley put it quite nicely. They take two steps or one step forward and then two steps back. So how do you see the whole thing? I was going to say, I hope they've kept some receipts, <laughs> but I'm not sure which lot of players or the manager I'm referring to. I don't know if it's for Pochettino or for the actual players themselves. Again, there's another game that goes by where you're just asking questions of Chelsea as a club, as a team, as Pochettino as a manager, and thinking what needs to give at that club because it's not like they're short of talent. I mean, they have it in abundance and they've got it secured for the next eight years. Maybe to their detriment, maybe not. But I've seen a lot of Chelsea fans, uh, some that I know and also some on social media, and I think a lot of them are at their end of the tether with Pochettino. If they are to not go through against Middlesbrough when they have the return leg at Stamford Bridge, I'd, I'm not quite sure he'll make it out of that, to be honest. And we've seen in the past that Bowley's pretty, let's say, cutthroat when it comes to managers. He's not afraid to pull the trigger when it needs to happen. But then I feel like they're in a similar situation to United, which is that they're in a bit of a recurring cycle. Of, or they're going to be coming into that perpetual cycle of fire the manager and they buy players, they sell players and they get another manager. And it worked when it was under Abramovich, but under under uh, Bowley, it's a totally new strategy and a new system. They're not exactly going for the best anymore, which is what they used to do under Abramovich. They're just going for potential. And sometimes it's not working as it's showing here. So I think for Poch, it's, it's a weird one for Poch because when I've looked at him in the last few clubs that he's been at, PSG didn't feel like the right fit. And Chelsea, I mean, every top manager that's been there, the last two years, in that's the average time spent at Chelsea. So you would think it's, is it even the right club for him? I don't even think it's because he's not a good manager. I just think it's Is it an indictment of how Chelsea have played and performed so far this season, Marley, that 
they've got a return leg at Stamford Bridge, which used to be this impenetrable fortress for Chelsea Football Club. They've got what would be considered as one of the best managers in the world in Maurizio Pochettino. They've got a billion pound squad. And yet I don't fancy them to overturn a one goal deficit to a championship club when the sides meet in the reverse leg. It's up in the air, isn't it? Um, they, it, it's funny because like they've got the chance to get themselves out of it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't back against them going through. I still think they probably will go through. However, the damage is already done. Like the, the if they go and win two nil in the um, in the second leg and go through, and they go through to the to the next round, and it's just. You know, our oh, Chelsea beat Middlesbrough, and it's almost like a non. It gets, you know, remembered as our oh, Chelsea knocked out Middlesbrough, and that's it. But if you know it, <laughs> and you've seen that, you know that they're not good enough to go to Middlesbrough and get a win. Like the damage is already done, type of thing, because you know that Chelsea still have a soft belly, and they're still not there where they where they want to be, and where they sort of. Uh, expect to be, I would say, with with all that money spent and with all those players and that manager and that owner spending all the all the money like a you know a kid in a sweet shop type of thing, you know what I mean? There's still the damage was there when Caicedo doesn't follow his runner, um, and there's a tap in for the goal for the Middlesbrough goal, and it's like yeah, well, there's your there's your problem. You can win two nil in the other leg, but you know that that Moses Caicedo will let a runner go in the box and that will hurt you over time. The damage is still there type of thing. There's still frailties in that squad that even a 2-0 win in the second leg to go through to the final will will not eradicate type of thing. So there's loads of, loads of work to be done on Chelsea. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, I'd be tempted if I could to, to start selling players and start again. If you can, it, like, there's still clubs who would sign Enzo Fernandez for massive money. I would, I would just say, do you know what? Sorry, we're not as good as what you deserve to be. To be honest, because I think Enzo Fernandez has been pretty good, but 100 million quid, if you can get most of that back, I'd almost be tempted to say, you know what? We're going to go in a different direction. We're going to spend. We're going to trust Romeo Levia instead, who we also spent money on, and he's coming back to fitness. Um, and we'll we'll go from there. But it's um. It might sound a bit of an overreaction, but I don't think Chelsea are going anywhere fast. They're sort of winning and then they're losing, and it's like the same old weaknesses and it's the same old mistakes. And I don't know how you put that right without starting again, again, sort of, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like they start again all the time, out of choice. Two years of two years for a manager, an interim manager comes in and they they stagger through to the next transfer window. They spend a load of money. And it's, it, well, it's Chelsea, with a lot for, of work to do if they want to make it to Wembley and perhaps win a first trophy in the Todd Bowley era and indeed under Maurizio Pochettino's leadership. They trail Middlesbrough by a goal to nil in one of the semi-finals. The other is an all-Premier League affair, Fulham against Liverpool, which finished 2-1 last night. Fulham took the lead, Joel, and two late goals from Liverpool to turn the tie in their favour. They'll do it all again at Craven Cottage this one's quite finely poised, despite the fact Liverpool now have the advantage going into that away leg in West London. You feel like Fulham, with the way that they've played in recent weeks, of course they beat Arsenal only a couple of weeks ago, they've still got a chance in this game. That's the way cup football is. 
Yeah, and I think you've got to give so much credit to Fulham and to, well, to Silver, especially when you consider the jeopardy that they went into this season with, of losing Mitrovic, of Silver having an offer to go to Saudi and he was almost deliberating it. When your manager's deliberating leaving as well, I mean, that doesn't set a great tone of confidence amongst your players just before a season's about to start. And the fact that they find themselves in such a healthy position in a semi-final of a cup competition, which like you've just said, is definitely not a dumb conclusion that going back to Craven Cottage, especially because Liverpool, I know they, they feel they're quite a weakened side today, but they don't have most salary. It's a great time to try and strike while the iron's hot as well. I love the fact that Fulham's first goal scorer was Willian and it was assisted by Andreas Pereira. I mean, this is the thing that they're dealing with right now is the fact that they're literally resurrecting careers right under our noses. I mean, I was really critical of Willian going to Fulham. I think he went back to Brazil. I think his contract was it was uh, cancelled in Brazil. So he did go? I think so. I think he was with uh, Corinthians, wasn't he? Or uh, someone over there. Yeah, I can't remember which club. But he, uh, he, he left... I think prematurely. Paul, that's what it is to play with Andreas Pereira, as you've just seen <laughs> with that assist. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's a finished tie in this for sure. And you've definitely got to give praise to Fulham because I think at the start of the season, I don't think there was a massive amount of hope for them. With Liverpool, obviously, they've utilised this competition in the past. Manchester City have utilised this competition in the past as well. And I guess, Marley, this is something we've spoken about on the podcast before, but it kind of rings true. Winning a trophy, the first camp- the first trophy of the campaign, I should add, in the Carabao Cup, because it's the first final that comes around. Normally, is it mid-February, end of February, that sort of thing? Sometimes that can be a really good stimulant for clubs to go on and really take it to the rest of the season. We've seen Manchester City do it a lot of times. I guess Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool will be feeling that they can do something similar. Yeah, but it can also kind of overshadow and end your season um, by... You know, I, th- I remember Newcastle obviously last season and we struggled in the build-up to it because it was almost like all of January was, oh, it's nearly February. Oh, it's, you know, we've got, we've got the final against Man United. And at that point, it was a 50-50 sort of, um, like, pick em match, really, because Man United were all over the place and Newcastle were sort of, you know, they were tit-for-tat, third and fourth in the league all season, basically, us, us two. Um, Man United went into it in good form, won it, and then slipped off a bit towards the end of the season and struggled for consistency. And Newcastle went the other way, and we we struggled up to it, got it out of the way, and started playing well again. Um, So it can go both ways, really. But I think Liverpool should never sniff at any trophy offered to them, really, because I don't think on their day, if they play Man City 10 times in a row, I don't think they beat them seven or eight times. I think it's at best it's a 50-50 game, and... You know, if you're if you assume that you've got to beat City to win something, the Premier League, the FA Cup, the Champions League, or whatever, you've got to get past them. So by when they're not in the competition, thank you Newcastle United, by the way, for bouncing them three flipping rounds ago and opening this competition up. It's who right? Who wants to win it? Who wants to go and win it? And it should have been us, but Chelsea got their bloody act together once <laughs> for one minute when Mudrick nicked it off Trippier. <laughs> and the rest is history well here's a little incendiary question for either of you so chime in whoever wants to take this one has Jurgen Klopp underachieved at Liverpool one Premier League title one FA Cup one League Cup one Champions League 
Now, I was going to say it's an argument until I read out the fact that he's won a Champions League. And I think that that does change everything, (laughs) doesn't it? In terms of domestic competition, though, because obviously you can't denigrate those achievements, particularly in Europe, to win Liverpool's sixth Champions League as they did against Tottenham a few years back. Just the one Premier League, just the one FA Cup, just the one Carabao Cup. With the side that they have and the side that they have had in previous years... Are you a little bit surprised, either of you, that Liverpool haven't picked up more silverware in the Klopp era? Go on, Joel. I'll give you uh, give you first go at this. Oh, thank you so much, Marley. I can't wait to go and praise his glory over the last <laughs> seven years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think any team over the last 20 years in the Premier League would have un- underachieved against this Man City side. I mean, when, you, when you've got the backing that they have with the manager that they have, where they can just transition and change their squad at will whenever they want to, and don't get me wrong, they've played amazing football along the way, I think a lot of teams would have underachieved against them, to be honest, and it would have been difficult to maintain their level for such a consistent amount of time. And that's why I think, you know, there were so many instances in those summer transfer windows where I think Liverpool wanted to push the boundaries in terms of their transfers, but City just had the extra pull whenever it was. So if, if there was a season where, you know, Liverpool won the league that in that COVID year, then City next season going by whoever they wanted to, whereas Liverpool were still a little bit restricted and they couldn't quite progress in the way that they could. They were almost operating on their own kind of strategy, you know, where, when they signed originally, for example, Salah and Mane, they were all really cheap signings, relatively speaking, compared to City, who, although cities aren't always bank buster signings, there's a lot of clusters of 50 million, 60 million pound players that they can do in one whole go. And that's why I think for, for Klopp to have won everything, sure, they ran them very, very close. I mean, let's not forget, in every single season that they contended against each other, there was usually about two or three points in it anyway. I mean, imagine finishing a Premier League season on what was it, 97 points? It's still not winning the league. I mean, if that's not underachieving, <laughs> then I don't know what is because in every other season he would have won the league. So I think you definitely have to say that if it was any other team that he was rivaling against, we'd probably be talking about a very or more highly coveted manager with a ridiculous amount more honours on his name, wouldn't you? Well, at the moment, Liverpool are in pole position to reach that Carabao Cup final at Wembley. Chelsea with work to do. Both of those second leg games, I think, take place either next week or in a couple of weeks. Of course, we're in the middle of this Premier League winter break. Every single club will have at least two weeks break between Premier League matches at some point during this month. And it falls at different times for different clubs. So, for example, I know for a fact that Wolves haven't got a game for two weeks, but they do have an FA Cup replay which wasn't factored into that so there are some nuances to this winter break this is the third season now that we've had a winter break and of course the transfer window is open but talking of trophies who's going to take home the prize as the winner of the mid-term quiz when it comes to the Premier League in 2023-2024 will it be Marley or will it be Joel place your bets now because we'll do the quiz after this on Football Social Daily. This is Football Social Daily, an award-winning Premier League podcast. And who's going to be winning our mid-term award as we get stuck into a quiz of the 2023-24 season so far? We've played 20 games, so Marley and Joel are going to take on 20 questions. 
And at the end, I'll reveal the answers and we'll see who comes out on top and wins the prize. I say wins the prize. There genuinely is no prize. I have nothing to give you, give you other than pride of being the FSD quiz champion. <laughs> so this is how it's going to work. I'll read the questions out. So grab yourself a pen and paper. Feel free to play along at home or wherever you're listening. But no cheating, no Googling, no Wikipedia. That's not going to help anyone. And you can also let us know your scores on social media. The links to those channels will be in the description. And of course, get yourself in the Telegram chat. I'll post some of these questions in there as well and let us know your scores. See how you get on. So I'll read the questions out and we'll do the answers afterwards. That sound fair? Yep, let's go. I've got a pencil and a bit of paper. I feel like have I'm you got all... a rubber or an eraser, as I should say? No, <laughs> in more yeah, common don't say... <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. We've got Americans listening. Uh, an eraser? No, I don't. I've just got a normal standard Statler pe- pencil. There you go. Other brands are available. That's a, a classic. Is it a red top or a green top? It's a green top. Oh, gee, you don't see many of them too often. I just remember being in primary school and all of them would just have teeth marks in it. Oh, I am. I am Honestly, it's brand new out of the packet. I'm tempted to bite it, but my missus will kill me. Do you know what? This is going to sound weird. I love the smell of new pencils. You know, when you open a box of pencils and you get that smell. I'm a bit of I'm Are a fan of that. Are we struggling to fill this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I like the smell of new tennis balls as well, by the way. Oh, that's a good Whilst we're on the topic. Good smell. Yeah. Okay, right. So here comes the Football Social Daily mid-season quiz. This will take you through the first half of the season, the first 20 games. And it's up to you guys to try and think of the correct answers to these questions. So if you're ready, here goes the first question. What was the first game of the 2023-24 Premier League season? Nile, I can't even remember what I had for my dinner. (laughs) Well, you're going to be terrible at this then, aren't you? Oh my God. (laughs) So what was the first game of the 2023-24 Premier League season? It was a Friday night. It was the 11th of August. I need the two teams that were playing in the game. So that's question one. What was the first game of the 23-24 Premier League season? Is it one point season? for each team? No, this is just a point to get both teams uh, right. But well done for raising that. Question number two. Tottenham Hotspur were the early Premier League pace setters. But how many games did they go this season without defeat? This quiz is going to be tragic for me, Christ. Ange Postacoglu, in his first season as a Premier League manager, got Spurs off to a flying start. But how many games did they go at the start of the season without defeat? So that's question two. On to the third question. Which team has registered the biggest Premier League win so far this season? And what was the score? So it's a point for each. What was the biggest Premier League win so far this season for which team and what was the score? On to question four. Which of the promoted Premier League sides was the first to win a league game this season? God, that that took a long time, didn't it? That one. <laughs> <laughs> it took a fair while, didn't it? Luton Town, Sheffield United and Burnley, the three promoted sides from the championship last season. Which of those sides was the first to win a Premier League game? Next question. Eight players have scored Premier League hat-tricks so far this season. Can you name four of those eight players? Oh, dearie me. This is going to be tragic. Yeah, some of these are tough, Joel. Some of these are tough. Point for each, by the way. So eight players have scored hat-tricks in the Premier League so far this season. Can you name four of them? And if you're playing along at home, you're better off just writing some random names down and hoping that one of them scored a (laughs) hat-trick. I'll give you a clue. And this is stating the bleeding obvious, as we say here in the UK. 95% of them are forward players. In fact, probably 100% of them are forward players. Tough this. Yep, tough. Next one. 
Only two managers have won the Premier League Manager of the Month award so far this season. Can you name them? A point for each correct answer. So only two managers have won the Premier League Manager of the Month award so far this season. Still waiting to find out who's the winner for December 2023. But up to this point, so far this season, only two managers have won the Manager of the Month award. Can you name who they are? And you'll get a point for each. Next question. In December, the Premier League had its first black referee since Uriah Rennie in 2008, as well as its first ever female referee. Can you name who those match officials are? It's, Point for each. That is the most <sighs> niche question I've ever seen Listen, in my life. it's Premier League history, should, Joel. We... This is Premier League history. It's never happened before. A female referee in a match. You should be remembering this sort of information. Do we get an extra point for the lace colour and the, Do you know the what? dye of her hair? <laughs> I think I've got both. So come on, Joel. Get your finger out of your ass. You need, you, need some more, you need to do more things in your spare time, Marley. <laughs> Next question is an easy one, I think. Who was the first Premier League manager to be sacked this season? So we've had a couple of sackings this season, nowhere near as many as this stage of the previous campaign. But in 2023-24, who was the first Premier League manager to be sacked? On to another question. In November, what happened for only the third time in Premier League history and for the first time since the 2009-10 season? So something of significance occurred in November 2023. Just the third time this has happened in the history of the Premier League since its inauguration in 1992. And the first time this has happened since 2009-10. What was it that occurred? Rattling through these questions, on to the next one. And there's a point for each correct answer in this question as well. In September, there was huge controversy when the VAR official Darren England failed to correct a legitimate goal for Liverpool in their crunch game with Spurs after the on-field officials called the goal incorrectly offside. Who scored the Liverpool goal? And what was the final score that day in the game with Tottenham Hotspur? So we all remember it. Terrible decision. Darren England was the man on VAR duty. Didn't call the goal as onside, even though it clearly was onside and the referees on the pitch called it offside. We spoke about it extensively on Football Social Daily. Who scored that Liverpool goal that was incorrectly ruled out and what was the final score that day in the Reds game against Spurs a point for each correct answer into December where on the 16th day of the month Luton Town captain Tom Lockyer sadly collapsed whilst playing on the Kenilworth Road pitch the game was abandoned shortly after still wishing Tom all the best in his recovery but what I want to know is who were Luton Town's opponents that day so 16th of December, not that long ago, under a month ago, Tom Lockyer, Wales International, Luton captain, collapsed on the pitch at Kenilworth Road. The game was abandoned. Who were Luton playing that day? Just a single point for the correct answer on that one. Moving on to the end of 2023, Manchester City rounded off their incredible 2023 by becoming FIFA Club World Cup champions. But who did they beat in the final? Oh, my God. So Manchester City with yet another piece of silverware. I can hear Joel groaning away in the background. Yeah, I've got about a billion <laughs> different Brazil teams. All I can see is Marcelo's face. <laughs> you have to take a stab at it, Joel. <laughs> Who did Manchester City beat in the FIFA Club World Cup final in December? Next question. We gave him a lot of stick at the start of the season and it took Bournemouth boss Andoni Iriola 10 matches to get his first Premier League win 
but can you tell me who that Premier League win came against? It was a long old slog for Iriola, of course, appointed to replace Gary O'Neill. At the start of the season, O'Neill was sacked in June. We were bemused at that decision. Of course, O'Neill has since rocked up at Wolves, done a really good job. Iriola got off to a really sluggish start. Ten games to get his first Premier League win, but who did that victory for the Cherries come against? Into the final straight then. 35 players have been sent off in the Premier League this season. Two players have been sent off twice. Can you name those two players? And there's a point for each correct answer here. The only thing is, I can't even use Casemiro for this. He usually has about five by now. He's been injured for the last four months. It's mad, that, isn't it? 35 and, what, probably 15 were were just not reds. <laughs> like uh, um, Calvert-Lewin in the cup the other night. <laughs> just challenges that would never have been reds about Yeah, obviously this ago. is just Premier League matches as well. So know, this doesn't yeah, count yeah. cup games. 35 players sent off. Only two players have been sent off twice. Can you name who they are for a point apiece? Question 15. Which former Premier League player announced his retirement earlier this season after 245 games and 85 goals in the competition? A genuine modern Premier League legend. A former Premier League player announced his retirement earlier this season and he made 245 appearances and scored 85 goals in the Premier League during his career. Who is that person? I think a few people might be scratching their heads, but they won't be when they find out the answer. Moving on to the next question. This is question 16. Which Premier League player won the November Goal of the Month award? Some strike, as you'd imagine. It would have to be to win a Goal of the Month award. Moving on to the next question. penalty. (laughs) What, the one that went into the Rose Ed? (laughs) (laughs) Which Premier League stadium has got the larger capacity? Is it Kenilworth Road... Or Vitality Stadium. Are you leading us down the yellow bit road here or what with this one? Two pretty boxy grounds. Very boxy. But which of those two stadiums has the larger capacity? Is it Luton Town's home ground of Kenilworth Road or Bournemouth's home stadium of the Vitality? Only a couple of questions left now. This is question 18. Which Premier League player has accumulated the most fantasy Premier League points this season? Come on, Marley, you should know. I should know, yeah, but I don't think I do. Second to last question. What did it take Chelsea Football Club until the 30th of September to do? (laughs) This could be an infinity amount of answers. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, yeah. We're going to get some messages in the Telegram group like, this also happened. This also took until the 30th of September to happen. But what did Chelsea Football Club take until the 30th of September 2023 to do? Maybe a little bit of outside the box thinking required for this one. Right, final question. Not entirely Premier League related, but we can use this as a bit of a tiebreaker in case it gets close. Since the season started on the 11th of August, how many episodes of Football Social Daily have been released? Wow, that is a stab in the dark. This is an absolutely ball-breaking tiebreaker. You're going to have to have a stab in the dark, Joel. Yeah, closest guess gets a point. So... Marley's doing some quick mental maths. It's going to be an educated guess. I'm trying to remember the months. <laughs> the months of the year. <laughs> well, There's only 12 August, of those. September, October, <laughs> 11th November, of August December, the season right. started. So since then, how many episodes of FSD have the wonderful listeners been treated to from us three? Closest guess gets a point. 
I'm going to give you some more thinking time. We're going to take a quick break and we'll do the answers for you after this on Football Social Daily. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. We are at the halfway stage of the season and we're at the halfway stage of our quiz as well. 20 games for most Premier League teams. So 20 questions for Marley and Joel to try and test their knowledge about season 2023-2024 so far. I hope some of you have been playing along at home and stay tuned because the answers are right around the corner. Some tricky ones in there, lads. How do you feel you did? I'm not going to lie, it started off really wobbly. I think I got better as it went on. I think that sort of run of 6 to 13 I'm pretty solid on but then every, then it sort of went a bit wobbly towards the end I, I'll admit now I didn't get that Chelsea one I don't think you know what, it's quite funny it's a bit like that Premier League years quiz we did last season where you were a little bit wobbly in the early 90s a bit wobbly in the modern era but in that random <sighs> that patch between spot. 2003 and 2016 yeah. <laughs> you were just completely on it every I'm question st- nah, still annoyed about that because Joel just looked out with the questions he got <laughs> oh that was a beautiful but I mean in terms of this one in the in the words of the great Jose Mourinho if I speak I'm in big trouble on this I swear <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the answers then. Pen and paper ready. Be honest, no cheating, because I'm not actually in the studio with you guys today. We're all in different places, so I won't be able to referee any cheating. And do play along honestly at home. No Googling, it's never as fun. You're only cheating yourself. <laughs> exactly. Here are the answers then to the Football Social Daily midterm quiz. First game of the season, it was a Friday night, the 11th of August. Who were the two teams involved in that opening game of the season? Who wants to have a stab at this one? I don't think any of us got this. I put Luton versus Arsenal. I, 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 I did I put Luton against Brentford? Everyone seems to be obsessed with it being Luton. It wasn't. It was Manchester it United was against Wolves at Old Trafford. What? Do you remember oh, it? Andre yeah, Onana. Onana clattered oh, um, yeah. Dawson. Gosh, that seems like an eternity ago. <laughs> we both should have got that. Number one. You're a bloody Man United fan, Joel. And number two, I'm the number one Onana hater. And that is where it happened. That's where it started. <laughs> That's where the agenda That's where the began. agenda, that was the A of the agenda. Yeah, and of course, Gary O'Neill had just four or five days to work with a Wolves squad, replacing yeah. Kulen Lopetegui yeah. at Molyneux and did a great job and probably should have walked away with at least a point. They ended up losing the game 1-0 and there was that dodgy decision that was given in Manchester United's favour. So Man United versus Wolves was the answer. I was looking for. On to the next question. How many games did Tottenham go unbeaten at the start of the season? This was such a tough one because I could literally remember seeing them and Arsenal not getting beat. They were neck and neck up until a certain point, but I just couldn't quite put a number on it. I went with 12. Joel says 12. I went with 10. Yes. Marley's on the board. 10 games is the correct answer. And of course, James Madison wears the number 10 on his back. And he was a huge part, a huge influence in Tottenham's early season run. So I'll mark Marley down for the first point of the midterm quiz on Football Social Daily today. I am I am now running for the corner and seeing the game out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing on John Obi mckell and I'm seeing this one out. Well, I think you might pinch maybe a late goal then, if that's the case. Because the next question is, which team picked up the biggest win in the Premier League so far this season. And what was the score? Go on, we'll give it to Marley. It's the only thing they've had to chant about all season. Did you get this? Of course. Uh, did you actually? Newcastle 8-0. There you go. Yep. Newcastle United 8, Sheffield United 0. Well Do done. Name all the scorers that game. Yeah, we can bugger off. 
So that's two points for Joel and two points for Marley. Well done. So Marley leads 3-2. So the correct answer to which team has registered the biggest Premier League win so far this season and what was the score? That team is Newcastle United, who beat Sheffield United by a scoreline of eight goals to nil. Who were the first of the promoted clubs to win a Premier League game this season? I... I put, I put Luton. Yeah, I said Luton as well. Marley and Joel both put Luton, and you're both getting points, yes. lads. Well done. That's 4-3. Luton Town, with that first win of the Premier League season, it came against Everton at Goodison Park in a 2-1 win. Yeah, excellent result for Luton. And I think we can all agree they've probably been the most impressive, haven't they, of the promoted sides. Next question. This is a toughie, this one. Eight players have scored Premier League hat-tricks so far this season. Can you name four of them? I've gone Haaland, uh, Ollie Watkins, Julian Alvarez, and Son. Correct. So Erling Haaland against Fulham in a 5-1 win in September. Son against Burnley also in September in a 5-2 victory. Ollie Watkins also in September against Brighton, a 6-1 victory, but no hat-trick for Julian Alvarez. What about you, Marley? What have you gone for? I've gone Son, Watkins, Haaland, and Chris Wood. (laughs) Chris Wood, of course, scored a hat-trick against Newcastle not a couple of weeks ago, a 3-1 victory in December. Well done, guys. Pretty good going. Joel, you've got Six points, Marley. You move ahead onto eight points. Well done. By the way, I had I had Mo Salah instead of Alvarez. He even got a hat trick this season. Mo Salah doesn't have a hat trick yeah. this season, but he is he tied with Erling Haaland at the top of the goal scoring charts. The other players that you could have had that you missed: Nicholas Jackson against oh Tottenham. My God, oh, the yeah. cheapest hat trick you'll ever see in your life. I I also put Solanke and then crossed him out. Dominic Solanke did score a hat trick in December against Nottingham Forest in Bournemouth's ah, 3-2 win. Yeah, yeah. So you could have had Dominic Solanke. Can I have an extra point for that? No, you can't. The other two, <laughs> Eddie and Ketia in a 5-0 win for Arsenal over Sheffield United in October. Wouldn't have got that if you give me a million guesses. <laughs> and the final one, Evan Ferguson against Newcastle in a 3-1 victory for Brighton in September. Wow. I remember that long Banging range. Trick yeah. as well. Only two managers have won the Premier League Manager of the Month award so far this season. Can you name who they are? Joel? Ange Postacoglu and Tenag. Well done, Joel. Double sweep. What about you, Marley? Same. Ange won it, I think, three times in a row and then Tenag fluked one. <laughs> for the two games in the international break. <laughs> yeah. History was made in the Premier League earlier this season as we saw our first black match referee since Uriah Rennie in 2008 and also our first ever female match referee in the Premier League. Can you name who those two people are? I don't think, Joel, you had much of a scooby on this one, so I guess we'll have to hand it over to Marley. Uh, I've gone with Darius Vassell and Yukubu. <laughs> Which one of those is a woman? I was just going to say that. <laughs> I'll let you say that to their faces. All right, Marley, <laughs> no, time to shine. Right. I've gone the the black referee. I think his name was Sam Atkinson. It's so close, but it's not right. Oh. Sam Allison. Allison. Sam Allison. Half a point. I can't give you half a point for Sam. Well, I'm taking half it's, a point. It's so close, but it's not quite right. Can you pull it back with the first female referee ever? What do you think? Do you want a first name or a second name? The whole thing. Rebecca. Is that a name? That's a name, yeah. Don't don't start getting cheeky with the quiz master now. 
Oh, see, this is see. I'm gonna hit the post on this one because I wrote Welch. I think it might be Welsh. Welch is the correct answer. Yes. Well done, Marley. You've Have got it. yourself a point. Two points available. Sam Allison, the first black referee in over 15 years since Uriah Rennie, and Rebecca Welch, the first ever female Premier League referee. So a point for Marley stretches him now into an 11-8 lead. Deficit is three. So Sam Allison and Rebecca Welch with the right answers. Next one, dead simple one. I'm expecting you both to pick up points here. Who was the first Premier League manager to be sacked this season? Paul Heckingbottom. Paul Heckingbottom by Sheffield United is the correct answer. Do you get that one, Joel? Yeah. So Paul Heckingbottom, the first manager to be sacked, replaced by Chris Wilder, a former Sheffield United boss, and then just a week or so later, Steve Cooper, dismissed by Nottingham Forest and replaced by Nuno Espirito Santo. Next question. With the score Marley 12, Joel 9, is what happened for just the third time in Premier League history and for the first time since the 2009-10 season? This was back in November. What happened for the first time since 2009-10? Who wants to take the lead here? Joel, I'll hand it to you. I don't know that... Now didn't mention Portsmouth's FA Cup victory. <laughs> well, Portsmouth are involved in the answer to this question. Marley, do you want to take it? Was it actually? Oh, my oh. God. Um, I got this wrong. Um, I put match abandoned. Um, but then we moved on to Tom Lockyer later on, and it was the wrong month, so I knew I got it wrong. The correct answer was Everton had a points deduction oh, in November 2023. Time. It's the first time since 2009-10 when Portsmouth, Joel... Had points taken off them for going into administration. Half a point, half a point. No chance. It's only the third <laughs> time in Premier League history that a team has ever been deducted points. The other side, we've already spoken about them on today's podcast, Middlesbrough in the late 90s. Moving on to the next question. In September, there was a wildly outrageous VAR call in the game between Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur. This was a crunch game at the time. Of course, Spurs were flying high at the top of the league. Liverpool were closely tailing them. Liverpool ended up losing the game after that dodgy offside decision in which a goal was scored. It was ruled out offside on the pitch. The VAR should have intervened and they didn't and they wrongly allowed the goal not to stand. Darren England was the man in the VAR truck that day. But who was the man who put the ball in the back of the net? And what was the score, Marley? Uh, Luis Diaz, 3-2 um, to Spurs in the end, I think. Luis Diaz is correct. The score was 2-1 to Liverpool <clears throat> at full time and not 3-2. So uh, what did you go for, Joel? I had Diaz, but I had 2-0 to Spurs. I forgot the Liverpool Because it was Matip's score. own goal at the end. Yeah, I thought that was to make it 3-2, but ah, never mind. Of course, Jurgen Klopp famously... Asked for the game to be replayed, didn't he? Which got in the sea pretty quickly. On to the next question then. Luton Town captain Tom Lockyer sadly collapsed on the pitch on the 16th of December at Kenilworth Road, forcing the Premier League game to be abandoned after just about an hour played. Who did Luton Town face on that afternoon? I said Bournemouth. Oh, he doesn't say that with much confidence. It was Bournemouth. It was Bournemouth. I remember Phil Billing being the first one over to him and Solanke as well. Well done. Point each. So it's 11, Joel, Marley, 14. Manchester City won the Club World Cup at the end of December 2023. Who did they beat in the final? You knew it was a Brazilian team, Joel. Did you remember a name? Oh, my God. I've, 
I'm still between two. Well, you better choose one now. You haven't got much time. I'm going to have to go with... uh, I'm going to say Gremio, but I don't think it's right. Gremio only just got promoted last season. (laughs) Um, uh, I think it was Palmeiras. Oh, you're both wrong. It was Fluminense. Oh, was it? Mm. <laughs> it so I knew it wasn't Gremio. <laughs> Do you know why? Well, good Brazilian club Felipe knowledge, lads, Melo but Fluminense was, was the right answer. And he's answer. a toss spot, and he used to play for Palmeiras, so I remembered it wrong. Never mind. <laughs> Next question. Anthony Iriola, appointed Bournemouth boss at the start of the season. The trendy Spaniard coming in to try and get Bournemouth playing some really nice stuff. It took them a long time to get into their stride. They seem to have found it now. Ten games, in fact, for them to find their first win of the season. It came at the end of October, but who was it against? I said Newcastle. I said Everton. Both incorrect. Correct answer was Burnley. A 2-1 win over Burnley. So that's the right answer there. Tough one. Tough one. Has to be said. Okay, next question was to do with red cards. 35 players have been shown a red card in the Premier League this season, but only two of them have been shown a red card more than once. Can you name who those two Premier League players are for a point each? Honestly, I don't even have a clue. I was going to go with Rodri and Vincent Company. <laughs> Managers aren't included. I should have made that clear. Managers oh, okay. are not included, but no, both incorrect. Any advance on that one, Marley? I went for, well, when in doubt and somebody says who got sent off, I automatically remember Christian Romero. Um, So I went for him, even though I'm not sure. Uh, And the other one I went for was Lewis Dunk. Eve Basuma from Tottenham, who's been sent off twice, and Ollie McBurney of Sheffield United, who's also been sent off twice. Well done if you're playing at home and you've got any points there, because that is one of the toughest questions on today's quiz. I would never have got any of them. Okay, moving towards the final stretch now of this midterm quiz. Which former Premier League player announced his retirement earlier this season after 245 games and 85 goals in the competition? It's going to be so obvious, isn't it, when you say it? It's very obvious. Yeah, I thought so. I have no clue. Genu- I don't have a clue. I also didn't have a clue. I put Jermaine Defoe. Eden Hazard. Oh, my Hazard. God. It still feels like he's on it's the bench. because he's so irrelevant in his last bloody years of his <laughs> career, isn't he? Correct answer is Eden Hazard in his early 30s. Yeah, 85 goals, 245 games. I mean, we were waxing lyrical about him on the podcast, lads. A genuine modern Premier League great. Yeah, he was brilliant, but yeah, he was just totally forgettable as soon as he left Chelsea, wasn't he? His ass made more headlines than his footballing <laughs> ability. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something that wasn't forgettable. The November goal of the month. Who scored it and who won the prize, Joel? Garnacho, of course. It was Alejandro Garnacho with that remarkable overhead kick against Everton. No other winner, really, for the November Goal of the Month award. And we'll probably see some spectacular strikes between now and the end of the season. But I can pretty much put a safe bet on Alejandro Garnacho's overhead kick winning the Goal of the Season award, even though we've still got over half, of, well, around half the campaign still to play. So that's the first points that you boys have got for a while i was starting to look, i was looking down at the scores there thinking have i missed some points off but no i think that's three or four questions in a row that you didn't get so <laughs> just stick the knife in Niall. thanks for that <laughs> we've we've ended the uh four four question winless run there <laughs> all right anyway. on to the next question this was a question about stadium capacity who has the largest stadium capacity is it luton town at kenilworth road or bournemouth with the vitality stadium which ground is bigger? 
holds the most spectators out of the two? Luton's Kenilworth Road or Bournemouth's Vitality Stadium? Bit of an oily one. There's about a thousand between it, I reckon. And I put the vitality because I'm sure it's eleven thousand ish, and I think the Kenny's. Like <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't know where to go with my head and my heart on this one. I was thinking it was a spanner in the works, but just because of the renovations at the Kenny, I've gone for the Kenny. Let's make it interesting. <laughs> it's Kenilworth Road, eleven thousand five hundred after renovation. Bournemouth is that like two? Is that eleven three? Eleven thousand three hundred and seven. So yeah, a hundred and ninety three. Wow. More seats in Kenilworth Road than there is in the Vitality. But two of the smallest grounds in the league, easily. So well done, Joel. Get yourself a point. You've still got... (laughs) You've still got eight points to... Sorry, no, you don't. You've still got three points behind Marley. You're still three points behind Marley. Uh, And how many questions? There's three questions left. And the final question... You can only one of you can get a point. So this could really go down to the wire. <laughs> no, what if we both put the same number of episodes? Then then you win by <laughs> a nose hair. We'll have to get the, the microscope right. out on VAR for that. Uh next question. Which player has scored the most fantasy Premier League points this season? Worth taking a stab at an attacking player, I'm sure you both have. Who have you gone for? I went for Salah. I went for Ollie Watkins. Watkins third. <clears throat> Son second. Salah first. Well oh, done, Joel. Oh, oh, oh. He's crept it back to two points. On. Mo Salah has accumulated. The fans are on the, the most. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what makes it interesting? I've definitely got this next question wrong. 100% oh, going wrong. This could be the comeback of all comebacks. Forget Istanbul. Forget 99 in camp <laughs> now. This is the moment, guys. Watch him absolutely it now yeah, like in, the, uh, in, the, in the little comeback game of oh forget the points deduction so 13 <laughs> points for joel plays 15 points for marley the next question is what did it take chelsea football club until the 30th of september to do marley says he's definitely got it wrong so i'll come to you first and see what your suggestion was i i put win the first game <laughs> <laughs> they've been bad but not quite that bad <laughs> that's what i mean i just didn't have anything else to put I put to realise that they don't know how to run a football club. No, no, that one. I, uh, I said to get their first home win. Ooh, it's not a bad guess, but the scores stay the same. It took Chelsea until the 30th of September to get a front of shirt sponsor. Oh, yeah. They were playing with blank kits well, for the first few months of the season. You've just showed us a picture of Reese James and I thought, did it take him that long for Reese James to play 90 minutes <laughs> before getting uh, before his hamstring tears? <laughs> no, not quite. Reese James, who's been in... British GQ over the last few months talking about his watch collection plenty of time to admire them when he sat on the sofa (laughs) but it took Chelsea until the 30th of September to get a front of shirt sponsor they were running around with blank kits up until that point so I guess your answer of yeah not really being able to run a football club is kind of accurate in a way Joel (laughs) I won't give you a point now I think that means because you didn't get that question right that Marley is going to win the quiz. So we move on to the final question now, which is since the season started on the 11th of August, how many episodes of Football Social Daily have there been? (gasps) I've just revealed the answer to Marley. What was his guess? Joel, what was your guess? I said 75. I said Joel says 75. I swear to God, I've put 92. Ninety-two for Marley. The correct answer is ninety-one episodes. There you go. Of football social daily, it's not bad maths. 
It's not bad maths at once all. Once I realised that there was, once I counted the amount of months there are in a year, I was, I was onto it. That was my logic. 91. Oh, does this one count as 92? Well, I guess this would count as 92, yeah. So I'm right. Not released yeah, but yet. it's not been it's released, not released yet. yet. No. Hang on. It's so not how, released so yet. the episode has been published by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> so it's 92, right? Marley, you're going to win the quiz anyway. I want I want this question. <laughs> Whether it's by three points or two points makes no odds. Um, the answer's 91 up to the point of this quiz. But Very close. 92 in it, but, it's a yeah. great effort. Off the post and out. Uh, 91 episodes which is crazy isn't it 91 episodes since the 11th of august and thank you to everyone who listens regularly whether that's once a week once a month or every single show that we do we always appreciate your support don't forget to leave us a review get involved on social media let us know your scores on the quiz in the telegram chat as well what did you guess did you guess 92 like marley or did you get it on the nose with 91 so marley's score of 16 i'm not quite sure how many points were available but i knew there were 20 questions some of them uh, are multiple points per question so well done joel you got 13 points not bad for a lad who's tucked up in bed uh, thanks for taking part in the quiz, boys. It's been a good season so far. Yeah, well, I was going to say my performance was like when Pochettino put Harry Kane into the final against Liverpool and he was a bit injured. I think on a full steam, full engine, it would have been a different story. But you know what, though? That 92 was a decent yeah, guess. Yeah, great guess. I mean, there were some life. tough questions in there. What was the hardest one? I don't know, you know. Probably the, the two red cards thing. Yeah, that was tough. And then there was Chelsea's front of shirt sponsor. That was a bit of a left field one. But I'd be quite surprised if anyone got at home, actually. There wasn't too much information there. It was out of 28. Out of 28. 16 out of 28. Good going. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll take that. And well, technically, I'm taking the last one as well. So <laughs> so I'm having 17 out of, uh, out of 28. Can't believe none of you got Eden Hazard. I thought that was a tap in. He's like the only former Premier League player to have retired. I wasn't even close. I, wasn't even I was close expecting one of the questions to be to the nearest thousand. Name the amount of times that the name Andre Onana has come out of Marley's mouth in the last two <laughs> That would months. involve doing a lot more homework and listening back to old podcasts, which I really can't be bothered to do. But you guys can do it by hitting subscribe, and that way the next time a new episode is released, you'll be notified straight away. And you can scroll back through our back catalogue. We always react to the big Premier League breaking stories, all of the big news on the podcast as well. So make sure you do join us. And as I mentioned, join us in the Telegram chat as well for more discussion away from the podcast. The link to that is in the description, as is all of our social media channels. But that's it for another week. Thanks for playing the quiz and thanks for tuning in. That's it from me, Marley and Joel. We'll catch you next time on FSD. Have a great weekend. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network.